All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Life Like a Movie podcast. On this podcast, we help everyone that's listening find deeper meaning in their life. That's genuinely the end goal. But really what we help people do is find a deeper connection to themselves, um, to find more joy, more happiness in their day-to-day life. To me, to to do that to one or two people listening today would be super amazing, um, to have more and more pleasure as well. Um, Anyway, so today's guest is Hannah McKenna. Um, She's an absolutely incredible human being. And she's, gosh, she's had tons of experience in acting and performing on stage. And that is something that I've been afraid of. And the thought of me going up on stage and being in like a musical theater performance is like, like, (laughs) God damn it. And I know I'm not the only one out there. So um, today we're going to talk about fear of performance and overcoming that and how our inner child may be connected to that and how we can reconnect Mm -hmm. to our inner child. Because I understand, um, I'll let Hannah get into this, but um, I understand Hannah has been going back to some acting auditions recently and doing what she's loved to do since she was a kid. So that, I think that's really beautiful. So Hannah, if you wouldn't mind giving a, a small introduction of your experience in acting and performance and how that's affected your life today. Yeah, for sure. So um, I started acting when I was six years old um, and I basically have been in, I think I counted it once and I think it was like 23 shows since that wow. point. Um, and I think I started, I started doing like full on plays when I was 12 years old. Okay. So it, it was, it was definitely an amazing journey. Um, it was one of those things that when I started it, when I was six, it was like, it just like clicked like, wow. Oh, that yeah. this like that's what this is that's what I'm meant to do because yeah. it was so it was so easy it was so natural it was so fun it was just like you you get to just pretend for a yeah. living you know yeah. which is like that's you like are a kid ultimate play for a kid right yeah 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 and then you can keep that play going throughout your adult life which is awesome too <laughs> you can pay for it if you're a good actor actor or actress I guess too yeah. <laughs> well, so maybe, maybe let's start there. So for anyone who's, who's, uh, who has a fear of like public speaking or performance, were you ever afraid of it? Because if I recall, you were a little bit different in that you may not have been super afraid of performing even as a kid. No, I was never afraid of it. But I will say this. I feel like every single performer that I know who does this all the time they still get those nerves. They still feel nervous. They still have that little ball of anxiety within them before they go out on stage. So it actually does exist in in all people. Um, I think the only difference is that with people who perform, um, like, okay, so in the brain, excitement and nervousness are actually from the same place. No way. The only difference, yeah, the only difference is interpretation. A therapist told me that once. And I was like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense because I think what happens with performers is that they feel that nervousness, but it's easy for it to just go into excitement because it's just like, oh, I'm so nervous. This is so exciting. Let's just go out and kill it. You know (laughs) Yes. So it, it actually, I think it's about channel, channeling the nerves just yeah. into the performance. Taking I, love, I love, I love that so much. And I, I also love that because like, 
as some fear has come up for me, I've kind of expanded in some areas of my life. And fear, every time we expand, I feel like there's a, a level of fear. Like a, if we're playing a video game, it's like the next dragon to overcome in the video game, for example. Yeah. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed as these fears have come up to think like, oh, this is actually a good sign. Because if I'm not afraid, that means I'm not like really going after something or really like doing something that is important to me. And, I, and it, it's changeable actually to excitement. Um, fear like wow because your heart starts beating you start to breathe a little yeah. bit shallow but more fast and wow you can channel that energy to grow so and like really like take on life you know like really like take totally. it on totally totally and I feel like you know that that nervousness like what you were saying that's you caring about something and I believe that caring of any kind is what life is all about right? So when you feel those nerves, it's because you really care. So instead of interpreting that as like, a, oh, this is horrible that I feel this way and like really kind of going in on yourself, you can actually look at it on the bright side, which is that like, hey, you care. That's awesome. Yes. It's good to care. About things. Yes, yes. That's a beautiful perspective too. And it's interesting that it's just a perspective um, however, and so I, I want to unpack this just a little bit, because I think when we get f really fearful, we're in what, um, what we may call like survival mode, where our, our focus, our attention is a bit more narrow, where we're not as, as open, not as calm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, maybe we're in like a, a higher or medium mid-range beta brainwave state. So we can't take in as, as, um, like where the information we're taking in is vastly different than if we're saying like an alpha state, for example, like the information we're even able to perceive is different when we're in a survival state. And it often it's not stuff that's very helpful. So I think it's nice to know that like if we can change our perspective to excitement or if we can change our perspective on the fear, I almost feel like it can give us space from the fear feeling like it's life or death, like overcoming me, you know? And, and to like, I don't know, like almost in a way use the fear for a positive purpose. Um, what's your opinion about that? Yeah, so I think that like with with fear in general, you got to you got to learn to work with it because we're always going to have fear. If fear is it's it's a part of our survival instincts, it's a part of our body, it it lives within us, and I think that because of that reason, instead of trying to fight it, which is what I think happens in anxiety attacks. I think it's also what happens in uh, like public speaking anxiety is you're fighting yourself. You're fighting this feeling because you don't want to feel this feeling and you don't want to be in this moment. Whereas if you just, if you just allow yourself to accept this moment where you're at right now, what yeah. you're about do or what you're already doing if you can accept all of that then fear is not an issue anymore fear is not in not even in the car anymore you know or it's in the car but it's not driving the car yes i got you, you. go back to driving the car mm, i got you i got you and i want to like i want to uh segue into something that you're familiar with which is uh something that you do um is theta healing um which is which is powerful stuff and yeah and like, how can Theta Healing help us overcome the fear of performance? Um, well, Theta Healing is all about, all about belief work. So it's all about um, 
looking at the deeper beliefs that that you have so so for example if we if someone comes to me and they say i'm afraid of public speaking then what i would do as a theta healer is i would go well why 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 and then we would get to the root of why they're afraid of public speaking what yeah. happened was it in this life uh was it from their parents um, did something embarrassing happen in school? Like there's, it could be, a, you know, a bunch of things. And I often find that the, the bottom belief normally with fear is it's normally a fear of death. Like yeah. it's in, in its core instinctually. It's like, <laughs> if I do this, I will die. That's why yeah. there's this survival thing. So I find that theta healing using the power of the universal energy to heal the body and to heal those beliefs within the body can actually make it so that when you do go up to public speak the next time it's not as bad and it's it's a yeah. little less scary and then the more you do theta healing it becomes a little less and a little less and a little less and a little less until you can go up in front of people and really not care what other people think about you and just focus on what you have to say which is the important part of public speaking yes yes I, well yeah that's a great point about public speaking is really focusing on your message and how it's going to serve the audience i've learned that as well um, um it's, it's funny actually how much ego and fear goes away when the focus is on service that is something that i think is so yes. freaking powerful is that mm. so for me I'll, I'll get a little bit vulnerable here fuck it um uh, so I, I had a call with Hannah maybe like three months ago or something, maybe two months ago. I was going through sort of like an ego death of some sort. And I realized that I'd been self-centered in my life and in my relationship. And I was feeling kind of ashamed of it. This was like only a couple months ago now. Things that I was completely unaware of um, coming from a place of wanting to be seen, wanting significance. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I thought I was coming from a place of service when I really wasn't. But I learned during this transformation that when I put my focus to service, I was actually able to one and only serve people better because our service goes way up when we're focused on actually helping as opposed to how can I look do good. good here or look good. So that is number one. But number two, it, it's really interesting how fear of speaking and, and of what am I going to get these sort of like me, me, me feelings completely dissolve when we, when we focus on service and like, how can I really add value to this person's life? Um, it's such a beautiful energy. And I really believe it's because human beings are built to serve. I believe we're all connected. And I believe that there is tremendous energy that flows through us when we decide that we're going to serve one of our own. So that that's my two cents on that for one of the ways to get over fear. And the last thing I want to add into something that you said is that you said that the fear, fear has come down to the fear of death. And I think Thich Nhat Hanh in his book, Fear, he also said the same thing. So I think, I think we're on the right path with that one. Um, that, that sort of like resonates. Is it like, that's ultimately our greatest yes. fear, the fear of annihilation. That's the ego's fear. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that is why I think that uh, uh, in the moment of fear, one of the greatest things to do in my personal experience, like facing fear is like, whether it's um, pulling my pants down in front of a, a restaurant and singing or singing, <laughs> whether it's like singing to somebody new on the beach, um, anything, or just like public speaking, something that always seems to really help is like, actually thinking about my life and, and dying thinking about myself when I'm like 100 years old or 120 years old mm. I'm going to live that long uh 20 120 um claim it, claim it and, and so like but, but thinking about like death 
actually almost helps rid of the fear of death. Thinking about like, well, I actually care about this when I die. And Bronnie Ware, who wrote the book, The Five Regrets of the Dying, the top five regrets of the dying, a hospice nurse who spent time with tons and tons of people on their deathbed, found these top five common themes that all dying people have. And the number one, uh, I guess you could say, regret that they had, I did not live a life true to myself. Mm. Mm. Damn. That's a good one. Damn. Woo! Okay, I've got, I've, oh. This has brought up a whole lot in oh, me, girl. I bet it has. So, I bet it has. So, so I was just having this conversation today uh, with my mom about how, um, you know, the human experience, a lot of us have tried to seek comfort. Yes. That's like what we've wanted. We've wanted to cling to comfortable because change is scary and things changing is bad. And there's a lot of like, we just want to be comfortable, but comfortable mm. is actually a lie. Mm. It's a lie because when you actually get comfortable, it sucks. It sucks. It's boring. It's bland. You're not really living. Like you get stuck in these patterns. It's stagnant. And the human experience is not meant to be stagnant it's meant to move it's meant yeah. to rumble and yeah. i think that we have to overcome all of the fears that we have because really it's just trying to keep us comfortable but yeah. if we listen to it and we actually cave to it then we just grow stagnant and we just don't move forward in life. And then we end up feeling worse and we lose confidence in ourselves. Yes. We lose confidence in ourselves to actually be able to handle and to deal with things. Yes. And the truth is when you fuck up, you don't die. Believe it or not, when you give the public speech, you don't, your head doesn't get chopped off at the end. <laughs> You're good. I had a moment, and I, I told you this a while ago, but I had a moment when I was 14. It was, it was any actor's like worst fear. Oh ever, no. Oh God. Which is, which is fucking up a line. Oh yeah. And just standing on stage for everybody to see you Ooh. sitting in silence waiting for you to get your line oh. <laughs> I, mean, I was I was yeah I was 14 and I was um in a Shakespeare play called A Midsummer Night's Dream and um and we were doing this a uh, whole presentation in front of like everybody's parents friends and family uh it was just like in the class and like we were just like I, I kind of had my lines together, but kind of didn't. Mm. And I go up there and I'm like really wanting to kill it because like, it's a really funny role. And I really was like wanting to impress everybody. And I'm up there and I'm, I'm, you know, making people laugh and it's going well. And then one of the girls who was acting with me, she said the wrong line. Oof. And I was like, oh no, where are we in the script? Where are we in the yes. script? Yes. Where Oh no, where did she go? Where am I now? What line is after that? I can't remember what line is after that. But and then I started playing the gears were spinning. And I was like, it was silent for five minutes. Five Ooh. minutes. Five minutes. And 
everybody knew I fucked up. There was nobody in the room who didn't know that. And they all were going like this. Everybody. They were like, oh no. And and I could hear them whispering like, is she okay? Like, what is going on? I heard it all. And, and actually my director had to like get a script and like feed me the line. And everybody watched my director get up, get the script and feed me the line. It was like, peak embarrassment I ended up finishing the scene and I remember I felt mortified I was like oh my god that was literally the worst thing that could have happened to me in that moment wow I had a thought I had a thought right after that which is wait but you're still here like it was it was just so profound But it was like a little afterthought of like, but you're still here. You're still breathing. That was just one moment. That was only one moment in time. Yes. And, And when I had that thought of like, this is just a moment. I just, I just stopped feeling bad. Yeah. Like instantly, because I realized that, that, it's not going to haunt me and that it's not going to follow me around. I'm not going to be in that moment in time forever. Yes. That's it. It's done now. And just knowing that and feeling that in the moment, it was like, Oh shit. I could probably do that again. And I'd still be okay. Wow. And then I just kind of stopped having fears of losing lines on yeah. stage because I was like well I already did it <laughs> I didn't die you lived your biggest fear wow that's a really powerful story for someone who hasn't felt that before like the fact that you're still alive but there's actually like weirdly value and see see honestly honestly this is why Hannah I've done so many fear-facing challenges in my life is because mm. you pull your pants down in the middle of a restaurant and you're deathly afraid to do it like five seconds before but then as you start talking with your pants down to the restaurant, you're like, this isn't actually as bad as I thought. And you're kind of just like talking with your pants down, you know, it's like, oh, wait a second. Like, I mean, some people are laughing. Some people are, you know, kind of like, what the fuck? But, you know, like, it's not as bad as I thought. And yeah. I think that's the value of, of experiencing our fears, experiencing them, because it's, it's like, it's almost, I feel like it's impossible to think ourselves down from a fear like no you can't fear is physical yeah fear is physical it's like a response in the body like the heart starts to palpitate blood rushes to our extremities like Mm. motherfucker it's Mm. time to like fight flight or freeze so i think it's really important to like feeling that to breathe to be with ourselves, to not escape in our mind somewhere to be Mm -hmm. with ourselves. Mm-hmm. and and to experience it and by the way this is one of the greatest things i've brought into my own business by the way hannah has been has been um one of the things that i'll do with my clients is i'll have them face one of their fears on one-on-one with me which often is like some like weird ass expression that they have that they've never been that they've never shown anybody and i'll have them do it and then i'll and they'll be embarrassed and they'll feel fear and all that stuff and then I'll have them like just be with themselves and breathe and just feel the embarrassment and feel the fear. And then they'll be like, it's not actually that bad. And I'm here fully loving on them and accepting them and like not judging yeah. them. Whatsoever. And there's actually tremendous healing. 
And, and with my girlfriend, Leia, what we've done is we've like just continuously accepted each other, accept each other as we are. And now we're in this place where we like, like just like we see the other person's flaws. We see the other person's brightness. Like we see each other. And honestly, I still get uncomfortable when she's like, I saw that you did that. I'm like, oh, I don't like that on myself <laughs> that much. No, you, but, um, <laughs> yeah, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, but, but God damn it. Like um, there's, there's tremendous healing in being seen and feeling our fear and feeling seen and, 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 and being with ourselves through the process. And if a person listening mm-hmm. can go face one of their greatest fears, I'm telling you, you're going to realize that it's nowhere near as, as bad as you think. It never is. Never, never, ever, it ever, never, ever, ever 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 is yeah like like even even if it's something like extreme like let's say it's something like um you know let's say I don't know why I'm coming up with this example but let's say that that you're like in a relationship with two people and you're cheating okay and you're there there's a fear of like I'm, you know, what if I get caught? What if I get caught? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Then, right. Obviously. Yes. And then that moment will likely happen and you, you do, mm-hmm. and then you get left. But mm-hmm. even in that moment, one thing that you can even think about, even in that moment is, well, thank God I don't have to lie anymore. Well, thank God. I don't, I don't have yeah. to keep, you know, hurting people. Yeah. And we'll say, God, now I can start anew. And you probably will feel, even though it sucks, you probably would feel a sense of relief because in a way you kind of faced a fear because yeah, you definitely. got caught. So yeah, like, I think that a lot of like fear facing, I mean, that's a very extreme example, obviously, like sure. the kind of fear facing that you're talking about is not that, but like, even in, even in the worst case scenarios and all of those, it's still like, there's still a sense of relief. Even still, there's still a sense of relief because you can actually see that you can handle it, that you can do it, that you've done it all along. And the more and more you do that, the more and more you realize that you can handle life, that you can handle anything that life brings you. Like I, you and I took a massive risk by leaving our hometown and going to Southeast Asia Mm. and living there and staying there, you know, something that's completely different. You know, the culture is different. The language is different. The people are different. Like everything is different. And when I first, I'm I'm not going to speak on your behalf about this, but when I first went and moved to Thailand, I was, I was a bit of a mess. I was an anxious mess. Cause I was like, oh my God, everything's different. I don't even know how yeah. to live in this world, this society. What am I, gonna do? What am I, gonna- I want to, I want to add on to that right now on at the specific spot in your story, because mm. I, I personally wasn't afraid to come to buy. I had no fear of coming, leaving my hometown. Really? I had literally zero. I, it was all excitement. So maybe I had the same feelings. I was literally, I'm looking back my first three days. I was like, wow, oh, look, at the stand. look at this stand. I was like, wow. Like my first three days, I could hardly sleep. I was so excited to go see everything. So it might've been like the same physiological response, but like you were saying at the start, you may have just perceived it as like, oh my God, fear. I, or I don't know, like, I, my, like my mom's not here or like, it's not like Canada or like whatever it might be. But um, I, had, I had a different perspective. And so for me, it, it was translated as now I call it excitement. So it's interesting how we did the same thing, but had a different experience. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, I think for me too, like that was the first time I had ever moved out of my parents' house. Yes. Ever. So, wow. so it was like, it was a real, <laughs> you all really, out. I, yeah, you, you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't move down the street. <laughs> yeah. You moved to another goddamn continent. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. And I think that like, and that was one of the first times in my life, actually, that I took a massive risk and I was terrified I was crying on the floor the night before I left for Thailand and my mom had to pick me up off the floor and be like you gotta go girl the wedding's paid for you gotta go (laughs) so I I did and um I had all of those fears they didn't kill me and I ended up working through every single one and I used to I used to really struggle a lot with anxiety like a lot it's just I know it's kind of funny to say because you know I was a performer and like well you would think that that'd be the most anxiety inducing thing ever right but I had tons of anxiety I had horrible OCD and that whole experience of going to Thailand and actually facing all of the fears all of the what if this happens to me what if that happens to me how am I going to figure out the language how am I going to you know, like, can I even eat the food? Will I ever not feel like I'm going to die from the heat? Like, you know, like, like there was a lot of fear going on. Yeah. And I remember just one by one, I just worked through them. I just did. Cause you just have to. Mm. And that's the thing about fear, especially when it's something like public speaking, if you've already you know, committed to doing a speech, you can't back out. You've already committed. So it's just like, you just, you just work through it. You just do, you find a way and you always find a way. And I think that that's such a big thing for everyone to remind themselves is that, Hey, every single bad experience that I ever had, every single fear, I found a way I always did. So why would this be any different? Oh, God, I think that's beautiful. Um, I think I think I want to end off this podcast with a little call to action from that, which is because you're mm. still right. I think we all want to have a technique in our mind that we can use to deal with fear, but it, it really comes down to doing so. Um, what I will say is for every listener, every single one of you, yes, you, I am asking you, inviting you, encouraging you, to do one thing this week that scares you at least five out of 10, mm. not, not, not like a little two out of 10 or three out of 10, not, not, you don't even have to do 10 out of 10, but something that scares you five out of 10 this week, doing it, sending that text, making that move, um, um, doing that thing, trying that new thing out, whatever it is for you, that five out of 10 fear, I'm calling you right now to do it, please. And thank you. And let us know how it goes. It's going to change your life. Yes, I love it. I love it. it. Cool. Um, Hannah, thank you so, so much for taking the time to share with us. And if someone wants to get in contact with you to do maybe a theta healing or to try it out or to, to, to learn how to deal with some of their fears or some of their blocks, how can they get in contact with you? Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram at little, but fierce, um, but fierce with two E's. Uh, yeah, you can find me there and just DM me and we'll hook it up. Love it. Thank you so much, Hannah, for your time. We appreciate you.
Thank you. <laughs>